Hey, how are the Regina rhinos doing anyways? You mean the rams? Oh, forget it. Or the pats. Yeah, I was going to say know. the pats, yeah. Wait, oh, forget it. You know what? I'm not making any more hockey jokes because you, you guys clearly have the advantage on me. <laughs> is there is there a, Ryan, a Regina Rams? Is that a real thing? Ryan, is that a real team? I know, nothing, team. About, I know nothing about Saskatchewan. There's there's the Rough Riders. Yeah, there's the Riders, which are like the CFL team, but then the Regina Rams, I think, are the university team. Oh, really? Oh, let's see. Look at that. And the Pats are the junior team, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay, so the American has to chime in. Regina, that is a horrible <laughs> name. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's, great. it's a great city to live in if you oh. like limericks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think Burton Cummings lives out there somewhere. Oh yeah, Regina, or Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not going there. I'm not going. I can't. <laughs> Rob edits, edit, edits, edits edit, the edit, show. Edits. How do you say edit? Oh, God. <laughs> Let her loose. We've all been drinking. I Coming actually feel really bad for you, Rob. You're gonna have so many edits. I know. I just I've, I've, I've consigned myself to the to be able. Oh, you can't hold it, Steve. This week. <laughs> Recording in progress. Hey, and welcome to another episode. Get old Google. What the? Seriously. If it's not Steve's house, it's now Rob's. What the hell happened there? Okay, anyway. You said, you said hey, and it just assumed yep. the Google part. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess that's what it said around. That's awesome. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Oh, listen to the sound of that sweet, sweet cowbell. Richard of the cowbell. Yeah, man. Well, with, we okay. With a vengeance. Okay. What, what was the issue last week? Well, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't swapped know. audio interfaces this week. Oh, now, there you go. So it was clearly, clearly a technical snafu. Yep. That uh, that has been worked out. So uh, we herald the <laughs> the, the return triumphant of the return of the cowbell. And so, really, I mean, really, we could sign off right now, and this would be a win winning podcast but <laughs> we're gonna stick around for the whole episode as a bonus for our listeners so of course this is of course the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability hey my name is rob minot and joining me today along with the cowbell mr ryan flurry hello again uh, we've got Mr. Steve Barkley. Hey, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm third. That's crazy. I'm always last. N no, um, I'm the caboose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, bringing last, up the rear. Certainly. No, I'm not going to bring it up the rear. I'm not going any of those. I'm going last, but certainly not least Miss Liz Malone. I want to be the tail wagging the dog. Okay. You, you likely are. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take the tail end. <laughs> uh, how the heck is everybody? Ducky. <laughs> did you wait? Did you say ducky? No, you did. I oh. did, yeah. I thought you said yucky. I was supposed to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst part of the show whenever i ask you guys how you are it's, it's just like it's like i'm asking you know some sort of a physics question and it's really difficult it to is get difficult. anything out of you guys i don't know if you're just really guarded because you're on a podcast or what but that's you're, a tough question it, i guess so clearly man hard-hitting questions all around yeah. okay well and how uh, are you rob Oh, well, sure. Turn the tables. Uh, well, listen, hey, I'm fine. I um, Okay, I have a little rant for you guys. I'll, I'll play along with this little thing. Ooh, okay, you know Rob's the rant, thing? Rob's rant. Yeah, you know the thing that goes, you know, bread? You, you're, are you guys familiar with bread? <laughs> yes. Okay. Like the band or the, no, the food? The band. No, <laughs> not the 70s soft pop band. No, I'm talking about real bread. And they got that, you got that little clip thing on mm-hmm. the end of it. Could we could we do something with that? Like, could we improve the technology about bread bags? Like, I'm always losing that thing. I I made a sandwich before the podcast because I didn't want to get hungry doing the podcast, and then I I immediately lost the damn thing. It's a new thing of bread. Now I have nothing to close the bread bag with. There's got to be some sort of a solution where they get like a zip or something or something something to secure the bread bag that's not one of those little things. Can we start a movement that those little plastic bread clips are not very accessible? Anyways. Yes. Not only that, and they're probably really bad for the environment. There's probably a landfill filled with those things because who <laughs> keeps those? Like, They're probably just... choking endangered sea hares. Yeah. They, they're ending up in our dog food. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so there you go. That's how I am. I'm angry. Or well, turkey cat food. Turkey bread. cat food. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, hey Ryan. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Enough of this silliness. Um, what are we doing today? Today we are speaking with Rianne Lapere from NELS or the National Network for Equitable Library Service. Welcome, Rianne. Thank you for having me. And I have to say that's a mouthful. I had to practice that all day today. That's how I feel every day. <laughs> Nels is easy. It's the rest of it that's tough. Yes, I agree. Because it's N-N, do you go Nels? That's right. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. put a little extra N on it? No, but there are some provinces who call it N-Nels, and that just confuses me. Mm. <laughs> Especially when they try and correct me. Um, it, it kind of... <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm like, wait, 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 where do I work? That's hilarious. Well, speaking of where you work, uh, let's talk a little bit about Nels. Um, Could you give our audience just a little bit of a taste of of, uh, what Nels does and and what you do there? Absolutely. So uh, the National Network for Equitable Library Service is a nonprofit organization in Canada uh, working towards advancing the agenda of accessible publishing offering quality employment opportunities for people with print disabilities, and we build and maintain a repository of digital books in accessible formats for people with print disabilities in Canada, which are distributed through the Canadian Public Library Network. And uh, my role at NELS, I am the Braille and Accessibility Testing Coordinator, so anything to do with Braille or accessibility testing comes my way. 
for accessibility testing, we do different uh, library applications, specifically reading applications, um, such as Novelist, Rocket Languages, Reading, Simply E, which is a platform uh, created by New York Public Library, Worldbook, uh, LinkedIn Learning, Flipster, Hoopla, uh, Creative Bug, um, Libby, and Overdrive, and Press Reader. Um, and then we also do uh, accessibility testing for websites for different um, organizations that may contact us for for that. So um, we are for hire, and our team consists of nine accessibility testers um, with varying print disabilities, and they test on their different assistive technologies with their lived experience, and then we provide uh, a some sort of report to our client um, with ways to fix their inaccessible content. So have you found that lately things are getting busier? Like, um, are you seeing an uptick in, in sort of business in, in that sense? Yeah, BC's hopping right now. I think it has to do with the accessibility legislation that's coming in. Uh, lots of clients from BC, which is great. Uh, we are seeing a few clients from uh, Ontario as well. Um, and then definitely, I think Saskatchewan's on the on the rise as well, not only because I'm based out of Saskatchewan, but also because um, there are provincial legislations around the corner as well. So in terms of, of that, then, like, it, do you sort of just have a checklist that you go through in terms of, of checking, checking how accessible, say, a website or any given services? Yeah, we... We do. We have a starting point of a checklist that, uh, you know, there's certain things that we want to make sure that we we check for. Um, we kind of focus on usability testing, which then obviously coincides with um, WCAG. And then we can look at the violations if we wanted to and note those. But mostly we go from the usability perspective. And then outside of that list, um, our testers go through a website, through a sitemap, and then um, checking kind of each page in a site as um, kind of like formulated. And then uh, sometimes vendors will give us user journeys of how they expect a user to go through their website to make sure that at least those functions are prescribed and working as they had hoped. Um, of course, that also means that you can find out that your website isn't usable for maybe somebody with a learning disability who wouldn't know to take that prescribed route to get somewhere. Um, so we're able to look at different holes and, and whatnot and gaps in the the usability of their website in that way as well. And how long does that, that process kind of take um, for, for, say, an average-sized website? Um, usually our testers will spend 20 to 35 hours per website, per platform that they test on. Um, so some of our users will test on iOS and Mac or um, Android and PC or just one of those or Linux. Um, and then if there's like an app to go with, like a mobile app to go with it, then we also look at those. Um, and then compiling the reports takes about 20 to 30 hours as well. So it's quite an extensive process. Interesting. And so, and how did you kind of land uh, at Nels and, you know, in doing the, the accessibility testing? 
Uh, so we had some people move around um, staffing wise and I was uh, what I like to call living in a Braille cell at the time with Nels. So I was working solely in Braille and I didn't really talk to anyone outside my realm. Um, and then um, as Daniela Levy Pinto moved into the manager of Nels role, um, she was the former coordinator of accessibility testing. And so her responsibilities need to be taken on and she thought that I would be a really good fit for the job. So I stepped into the role. And how long, and sorry, how long have you been at Nels? I've been there since 2018. How did you land at Nels? Uh, I was working in uh, the K-12 alternate format sector um, with the Saskatchewan Alternate Format Materials Library. And uh, then I was working in schools part-time and this job came open and a whole bunch of people contacted me and said, hey, you should apply for this. Um, and I said, you know what? I think I can't look at another scholastic book fair ever again <laughs> and said, I'm going to apply for this. And so they were looking for a Braille coordinator for six months to, to do a pilot of having Braille in public libraries. And uh, I was the lucky person who was hired to do that. And then they kind of just kept me on to, to extend that pilot further. And, and then now uh, we have it kind of in our, our grant funded projects that we can keep building on that Braille, original Braille project and expanding on it. So now we don't just do Braille, we also do tactile graphics as well. Okay, just just to rewind a little bit, uh, Liz, do you, do you recall from your schooling down in the States, did they ever have scholastic book fairs? Is this a, is this a Canadian thing? We, we had, I mean, we are very familiar with scholastic, but I don't remember actual scholastic book fairs per se. Okay, so Scholastic packs up a whole bunch of their bestsellers, usually in paperback, and sends them in these giant crates, and they get set up in a school library or a gym. And often it falls on the library staff to like coordinate the selling of these books. And then Scholastic takes a percentage, but then they also give a huge percentage to the school as a fundraiser. And often it'll go like, to certain things, but if the library organizes it, then the library would get that funding. And often it's in scholastic credit. So a lot of schools use it to build their classroom libraries or their school libraries. And and from a parent point of view, it is a horrifying experience with children <laughs> running around making demands about what they want. Oh yeah, and there's like erasers and posters and pencils and like weird gimmicky things. And that's what every kid wants. Yeah. Man. Terrifying. Terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds pretty much like a, any sort of conference except without alcohol or braille. Well, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm betting there's a lot of a lot of alcohol after. The I was about get to say. I'm sure there were many flasks being passed around to the to the parents and the teachers. Have you been uh, looking you... my locked drawer? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I've, I, so I've got a stupid question for you. Mm. Uh, we excel at that here. Uh, so do you re-braille? With my eyes, yes. With my fingers, no. Okay. How how long did it take you to learn braille? And I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Um, the alphabet, maybe like a couple days. 
Really? Oh man. Okay. I wasn't asking for a friend. I was, I was asking about me. I, it's been my new year's resolution for like two years to learn Braille. Uh, and, uh, I've gotten to H. Dude, how is it that you set up that entire Braille chart and you never <laughs> learned <laughs> any of it? Because I don't absorb. I was I was working on the graphic design elements of it. I okay, wasn't for, paying for any attention. For for people who don't know this, years ago, Duxbury, the, the Braille translation company, used to make this wonderful Braille chart. And then when uh, everything went to UEB, uh, they, they weren't going to update it. So I, I, I went to uh, Kay Holbrook at UBC and, and her group helped actually put together the, this Braille chart and then Rob laid the whole thing out. So now it's beautiful and all laid out and it's a wonderful UEB resource. Uh, Kay, Kay actually includes it in the textbooks that she authors as well for, for um, uh, teachers. Uh, but, but Rob laid the whole damn thing out. Yeah, it took me, and, it took me weeks. And learn nothing. And I learned nothing. <laughs> true. Is that the Aroga one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still yeah. have that one. Yeah, it's it's available on our website now on Canadian Assistive Technologies. That's right. Nice. It's classic. It's a classic. Um, I have it laminated. It's on a purple backing. Man, Beautiful. Really? Man, yep. something something I made. Someone laminated something I made. Wow. I might even have three of them. Wow. Okay. Well, listen. <laughs> listen, I will, you know what? Just for being on the podcast, I will send you one autographed. How's that? I won't be able to laminate it, but okay. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh, I have a laminator. I can laminate it for you. Oh, perfect. Oh, thank you. Perfect. You then go. I can hang it on my wall. Excellent. Um, I recommend UEB Online to do your, uh, to learn your oh, okay. uh, Braille. It's great. Yeah, because a couple days, I mean, I two years now, I have no excuse if it really should take somebody who has a brain two days to do it. I should be able to do it in two years. Thanks for disagreeing, everybody. That <laughs> Rob, that, that, that would be a magnificent um, New Year's resolution for you. I know. but Learn Braille. Yeah, well. No, are you going to learn, are you going to learn sighted Braille or finger Braille? Tactile bro. Uh, oh, I, I don't, I, I, it'd have to be cited because I, 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 I don't think I could, I don't think my fingers are sensitive enough to, to be able to pick up the difference between the dots. I mean, that must take um, a long time to really develop. Um, it's one thing to, to sort of learn the dots, but I'm assuming that it's, that it's very different sort of learning how that translates in terms of touch. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll maybe I'll just do it. And I'll use my own damn braille chart, apparently, to, <laughs> as reference. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, there you go. Now, January is a big month. Uh, it is in some places, uh, of course, National Braille Literacy Month. Um, but you guys, Nels is is. Um, participating in something that's that's being called World Braille Days. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, NELS collaborates with a number of organizations, including Canadian Council of the Blind, uh, Braille Literacy Canada, the Centre for Equitable Library Access, uh, Provincial Resource Centre for the Visually Impaired, Alternate Education Resources Ontario, and the CNIB Braille Room um, to bring together a month-long celebration of Braille. 
Um, so we are offering a number of either panels or workshops or information sessions or activities all month to celebrate World Braille Day. Um, so our first uh, kind of celebration is actually tomorrow, uh, January 11th, and it is kind of targeting um, people who would like to learn Braille that are maybe hesitant or think it's hard or, you know, like you, Rob, who just wants to come and learn how to get past H. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some like great uh, ideas there and uh there we, we we're gonna have a panel of some people who are um are teachers of people who are like adults who are learning braille for the first time we also have some adult braille learners who will be there and um it will be a fantastic time and i think that it'll really um show people that it's never too late to learn braille for one and two that it doesn't just have to be like reading books it's all the practical things that you can use braille for such as you know elevators labeling uh things around your home like your spices or um playing cards or making a grocery list things like that or like i think a lot of people especially around the holidays since we're you know approaching orthodox new year here uh, maybe want to label some presents and remember what present is for who so uh, that's another great use of braille um, so a session all about those kind of wonderful things uh, is coming tomorrow january 11th and all of these are taking place at 1 p.m eastern or Oh, math. 10, per 10 Pacific? <laughs> 10, 10, yeah. <laughs> 10 Pacific. Um, right. And then on Wednesday, January 18th, uh, we're having a session all in French, uh, which I'm not going to botch the French language version of the title, uh, but it's called Living with Braille. And it is talking about the relevance of Braille in our current time. Um, and how Braille can en enhance the lives and open doors to new opportunities. Um, so this one's going to have uh, kind of an exploration of the different ways that Braille can make a difference in daily living, work, school, and play. Um, they're going to have various panelists and talking about how Braille has impacted their careers, their education, and all aspects of their lives. Um, and then they also provide a handy-dandy list of Braille French Braille resources um, during that session. So I know that those are going to be available to download afterwards. Um, and the first two sessions are going to be recorded as well. So those will be available on the Braille Literacy Canada YouTube channel after the event. And there'll be links on the NELS website, World Braille Day website afterwards. So then on uh, January 25th, there is going to be a session uh, mostly kind of like an information plus panel um, session for kind of targeting post-secondary. So not necessarily just talking about getting your textbooks in Braille, but all aspects of like the university life and the post-secondary experience in where Braille can be used. So we're talking about like um, signage, we're talking about extracurricular curricular, we're talking about, um, you know, how Braille can be used from like that very like entrance um, and like getting 
your very first days at university or when you're like looking at a university or post-secondary institution, um, is there like a tactile map of campus? Is that tactile map like coinciding with the, you know, braille signage and is the braille signage in a great place? Um, are there other um, electives or extracurricular kind of opportunities where you have access to Braille. Can you go into the library and take out a book in Braille or can it be made into Braille? The, kind of those things. And so rather than identifying the problems that we already know exist in post-secondary, we're looking at some positive solutions and some positive experiences that different people in have, have experienced, Braille readers have experienced in their post-secondary education and hoping that that will spread across the country with different um, people who attend. And we also think that uh, public libraries or university libraries would also find this session useful because I, we believe that a lot of the practice is universal. So, And then to save the best for last, we have a variety night showcasing Braille called Celebration Time. And this is an opportunity for people to get together and celebrate Braille and in the form of a variety night. So whether you have an interpretive dance with described video, a song, a poem, a story, a homage, a collage, an art form that can be described, any kind of thing, we're taking uh, submissions, uh, which close on Friday, January 13th. Um, for the variety night and then anyone who submits uh, a submission will be entered to win a door prize actually two of those were sponsored by Canadian Assistive Technology so we are so thankful to have those prizes um, and we can't wait to award them um, and then Humanware also donated a, a prize and uh, we look forward to uh, looking at the entries and having those uh, shared on the Variety Night. And then, of course, anyone can take part in the Variety Night and uh, by watching and listening. And we will um, not be recording that session uh, just so people feel comfortable about sharing their love songs to Louis Braille or to Braille in general. <laughs> I haven't seen anything quite you know, super lovey-dovey racy yet. So there's no romance novels written or anything. Well, uh, listen, are employees of Canadian Assistive Technology, uh, can they can they enter this? Because Ryan, uh, get the chaps and the tutu and the hula hoop out. Because <laughs> I tell you, he's got an interpretive dance that will knock your socks off. <laughs> uh, as long as he describes... Is, as long as you have a you know a video describer, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. descriptive video works will be all over that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, I'm claiming that role. <laughs> what a describer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're dressing in a tutu and doing a dance, I'm your describer, buddy. Chops and hula hoop. Yeah. Excellent. If you well, need help describing the dance the dance moves let me know yeah, it'll, it'll mostly be things like oh my god nobody needs to see this <laughs> oh the humanity <laughs> we'll just, we'll what just the hell is that <laughs> yeah. any Audio anybody 
anybody 2060 or better move to the back of the room (laughs) (laughs) oh so it won't be there's no touch tours no (laughs) doesn't uh (laughs) floats across the floor gracefully (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't think his arms in second position yeah no does he get to keep the dollars that are thrown onto the floor for him? <laughs> the loonies yeah. that are chucked at my head. <laughs> well, remember they're virtual, so. Oh, yeah, that's, true. that's true. It's really yeah. hard to get money chucked at you. We could start maybe a GoFundMe or something. That's right. <laughs> Proceeds go to um, next year's World Braille Day events. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. There you go. Well, no, that all sounds very exciting. That's very cool. Now, uh, is this, have you guys been doing World Braille Days um, for a while now? Or is this sort of the first year that you've rolled something like this out? This is our third annual event. Oh, wow. Okay. So the first year we did it all in one day. Uh, That was absolutely exhausting and exhilarating and wonderful all at the same time. And then uh, last year we split it up and we said, Kate, yeah, this is the way to do it. <laughs> um, right. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Yes, tell us. Ongoing all month long is a Braille boost for World Braille Day. And this is for K-12 students or adult learners of Braille. And there's a variety of Braille focused pursuits like uh, dot to dot word searches, tactile graphics activities, and um, they're available in contracted and uncontracted Braille. Uh, there's kind of like three different levels, um, and they're going to be available like all the time. It'll be a downloaded, downloadable pra- uh, package, and uh, your TSVI or Braille transcriber, transcriber or EA or what have you, or if you're super tech savvy and you know browsing the Nulls website for some reason, um, you can register yourself as well and you can download the package and if you don't have an embosser i've been told that there are different avenues that you can get them embossed so you can email braille at nels.ca and uh, we can point you in the direction of having those embossed if you don't have access to an embosser through your school or other organization well hey listen at least uh you're not making them do a scavenger hunt i would love to do a braille scavenger hunt that'd be fun yeah. Actually, How do we do that online? We should need to come up with this for World Braille Day next year. Oh, but there you go. Yeah. Mm. We could, That's a good thought. We could figure yeah. something out. We, we could conspire on this. Yeah. Are we gonna we can the welcome food? you into the, into the organizational planning committee fold. Huh. I, Ryan would love to. Ryan needs more committees. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm good. <laughs> I just heard like loads of sarcasm there. Yeah, it's true. You mean I have to talk to Rianne more? No. <laughs> no, no, it's no, just that, wasn't that at all. Not no, you. Not you. Just, just the he's, idea of being on more committees. He's yes. on a committee. He's on one board. Yes. He's very happy about it, as you can tell. Thrilled. I'm, I'm happy. I'm just busy. Super busy. Yeah. Well, we meet bi weekly every two weeks not actually like twice a week to clarify which bi-weekly i mean <laughs> uh starting in september october until january basically oh, really? to plan out the events and it's a lot of fun there's a lot well, of laughter well see there you go maybe we'll join let's do it 
Could be fun. Yeah. I read my Braille for the year. I did too, but it's, you know how hard it is to read anything when you only you know, <laughs> get to age. Very, very tricky. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> and ha ha. <laughs> very difficult. Uh, I just think it's great that we're seeing Braille still being pushed forward. We're seeing, I think, more momentum. People are still talking about Braille, even though they say the numbers of Braille users are decreasing. I, I got a question. Fire away. Okay. Rianne, I, I hear this all the time, and I'm wondering what your response to it typically is. Hey, now that we've got all these computers, <laughs> is Braille really important anymore? Absolutely. Everywhere there is print, there should be Braille. Whether that be electronic Braille or like physically embossed Braille, there should be access to Braille. Um, without Braille, um, you're losing out on so many things that we can get into, like grammar, punctuation, spelling, inflection. But more importantly, especially at Nels, we like to focus on the personal enjoyment and the choice. As a sighted reader, when a book comes out in Braille, I can pre-order it in hardcover, in sometimes in paperback. I can get an audiobook often of it, uh, you know, like right when it comes out. Um, and I, I believe, and Nels believes that those same options should be made available to people with print disabilities. So whether you want to read it in an accessible ebook, an accessible audiobook. Um, and have that available through your public library, or if you'd like it in electronic braille or hard copy braille, that should be available to you on the same day as that print release. Um, so we are working with publishers all the time to make that a reality, um, and hopefully one day it will be. Is there a movement with the publishers to actually go out and, and you know, kind of simultaneously release multiple media? We have been working with publishers to do that. Um, so far with our grant funding, it means that uh, the federal government is paying for that Braille to be transcribed, but there are a lot of publishers who are willing to pay for the embossed copy to be created and then they're selling it at the same cost as their print counterparts. So even if it costs $100 to emboss, they're still selling it for the same covers, same prices like the hardcover or the paperback. So it'd be like $20 for instance. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then anything that we produce is available for free digital download, either from the publisher or from the Nels uh, repository. And then we also place a hard copy Braille um, in uh, a public library across um, the country. We call those host libraries. So um, they're volunteer libraries who are willing to house our collections since Nels technically only operates in the digital realm. Do you want to know about our tactile projects, do you? I, yes, yeah. I do. I would love to. So one of the other things that Nels um, is working toward is not only that importance of having Braille available, but also having tactile graphics available for leisure and fun and further learning and just having a good time. So you think about Lord of the Rings, there's a map in the front of that book. How often is that book then produced in Braille, but never including that map? 
Um, a more relevant example would be um, some of the newer fantasy, young adult fantasy novels that have come out, like The Poppy Wars or Skyward or things like that. Most of those don't come with um, any of the illustrative materials that are in them, and we produce those with their um, with the tactile graphics. So there'll be flight patterns, there'll be spacecraft, there'll be all sorts of uh, maps and things like that um, included in our books for downloadable content and then available through the libraries as well. Um, so we really focus on leisure reading materials. Um, then we also kind of dive into looking at things like origami um, and those are still to come but they're a work in progress so that's a little bit of a teaser there <laughs> um, and then another thing that we're working on is uh, what we like to call the lego project and um, we know that this has existed in different forms in other um, with other companies and different organizations and different people um, but we are working on accessible instructions for lego builders of all ages and experiences, uh, experience levels. So we're looking at some of those bigger kits and smaller kits and more complex kits and easier kits. Um, and we're looking at um, creating those written instructions in a BRF format and then also an EPUB format. Um, and then occasionally we will also do a tactile supplement for some of them. Uh, so that way we have multiple modes of of um, access and if we can have something that's navigable then um, then someone can actually set their project aside and come back to it when it's a larger build for instance and, and know where they are if we have a an index table of contents and some people just want to be able to emboss the instructions too and build it 8,000 times um, and then we also want to make those instructions available to public libraries so that when they have Lego in their maker spaces that there's an opportunity for people to build independently uh, without the use of someone cited. Um, we are writing them in such a way that we will let you know if the color is important or if it isn't important or if it's only important if you want to show it off to your friends. Uh, we recommend a color identifier um, as well so that you can essentially build everything including applying those terrible terrible stickers onto every terrible piece. <laughs> uh, so we do want to try and make it as independent as possible. And uh, so we have a group of us that will build and look at the instructions and rebuild. And then we have another group that will try and build from the instructions only instead of like the in-time instructions. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. We get to build together, which is really great. But then we also build to have some instructions out and whatnot as well. So um very cool yeah so basically you're saying government funding is letting you play with lego <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> wow we've never got a hiss from a guest before wow, now that was my librarian shush oh i see <laughs> I, thought a, I thought you actually hissed um <laughs> but let me uh, tell you when i lose a piece of lego underneath my desk and when some of my colleagues lose Lego under my de uh, under their desks, it's a, really a contest to see who can find it first. <laughs> it's it's whoever takes off their shoes and walks around. Le it really Lego is. magnetizes to bare feet. It really does. Okay, well now, so before we let you go, I'm I'm 
I'm doing my podcast peeps a solid by asking you this. Um, what's your favorite hockey team? Montreal Canadiens. The Habs. Yeah, see, that's that's my third favorite hockey team, as listeners will know. Now, I, my, my favorite team, of course, is the Vancouver Canucks. Second favorite team is whoever's playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then it's <laughs> yes. the Montreal Canadiens. So. <laughs> Who's ever beating the... <laughs> The, the Montreal. Yeah. Uh, so the, sometimes, the... sometimes Montreal is my second favorite team. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> How do we stand on Boston? That's really the most important question. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that the Boston Gardens will implode one day and take the entire team out with it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> including including the Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, not while they're playing the Leafs, of course. But, I think but, I might just but maybe a... the Golden Knights. Who are the That'd Golden Knights? Night. Is that a new team? Yeah, the Vegas? Las Vegas Golden Las Vegas. Knights. Oh, was the oh last, really? The second last expansion draft. Oh, man. Yeah, who have, who have already won a Stanley Cup, which the Vancouver Canucks have never done. All right. Yeah, but we've had three riots, so suck on that, Las Vegas. That That's true. That's true. We are beating them on riots. <laughs> <laughs> Has any team had more coaches than the Canucks? Uh, I can't imagine. Can't. <laughs> when, when are, when are they going to finally figure out? No, it's not the coach. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly. These, it's these jerks on the ice. <laughs> I mean, you gave us to Foley, so thank you. And then we promptly gave him away, which was really sad. No. Oh, hmm. Hmm. Well. Oh. It's. I just thought I would. I would give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about hockey. Yeah, Toffoli. He's in Calgary now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like seeing him there. No, me either. I'd rather see him in Vancouver. That's how much I. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I have a, a confession to make. I have the Devils game right on my TV at the moment on mute. <laughs> That's a given. We do wow. realize that if there, the Habs were playing, I wouldn't have agreed to this today, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is a Vancouver game on, I believe, right now. But but honestly, I'm I'm terrified to watch any game that these guys play unless it's a, a major contender because they can beat anybody who's a really really good team, but they can't beat anybody else. It's weird. It's just so weird. It they, is weird. It's like they they show up for the big games and then they just don't show up for the for for you know the the games that count. It looks like it could be a really good game right now. The score looks pretty. Uh, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Ooh. Okay. No spoilers. It's halfway through the second. Yeesh. Well, we know we know what that score looks like. It's zero to something. No, it's three <laughs> to four for for the Penguins. Oh. I have 11 minutes left in the second. Wow. There you go. You know, Brian, I've been to the uh, the uh, the Habs State uh, Arena up there. I went to a Habs game when I visited Montreal. I was very surprised that I, I said the sponsoring beer was Coors Light. I said, wow, I had to come to Canada to get Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, that's weird when it's like Molson country. <laughs> yeah, really. Coors Light. I was like, oh my God. I was, I was like, really? I'm like, we are in Canada, right? Okay, just 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 checking. That's weird. Why would we want American beer? Yeah, really. That is now, weird. Didn't we didn't we 
Did we come to the conclusion that Molson purchased Coors or did Coors purchase Molson? One or the other? Oh, uh, maybe. Probably. Oh, wait, Find out. Yeah, Coors, Coors, Coors oh, yeah, they totally Coors are Bucks. together. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, yeah. that's now I'm outraged. They're a merger. They, yeah. they had to upgrade their game somehow. And Coors Light as well. Like, that's a, that's a hard sell for Canada. Who's oh. drinking Coors Light in Canada? Um, I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't know any better. While watching a Habs game. <laughs> Wow. Did so, you remember your like ear protection, purpose? at least for the game? Because it gets loud in there. It was, you know, it was a very rowdy, in a good way, very enthusiastic fan base there. And they were playing, uh, God, who were they playing? They were, I think it was the Wild. It was, hmm. you know, and they, they killed them. So it was, it was a, it was a fun time. Yes, they didn't get booed off the ice like yesterday. Oh boy. Oh. That's good. Who were they, who were they playing yesterday? The Kraken. The Kraken. Oh wait, the crack. Wait, are, are they all these real teams? Like, yes. what? Yeah. Wild, yeah, the Kraken. What yeah. happened? Like, yes. what? I mean, Seattle obviously... got an expansion draft and they are home of the Kraken. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that's, kind of cool, that's kind of a cool team name. Yeah. The, the they'll win the cup this year. The, the Utica uni Unicorns as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Regina U Unicorns. Oh, I thought it was Utica. Is it not? Is it Regina? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Very funny. See, uh, is this, it's okay, this is Rob. Giving... She, made, she made Steve question himself, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. I don't feel all right. embarrassed because Steve bought it. <laughs> um, this gives me an idea for a podcast. Maybe it'd be fun to host a podcast about hockey and knowing nothing about hockey and then just have people on that know a lot about well, hockey. We're going we're gonna to turn it into a game. Professional sports team or mythical animal? Which one? <laughs> okay. Or, yeah, bo we, or both. Yeah, we, we can do that. Anniversary show in May. There you, there you go. go. That'd be, you could do it around playoffs. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, listen, we'll have you back and for that. I would love to come back for that. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. Well, it's a deal. Um, well, listen, we've had a lot of fun, uh, and we really appreciate you taking up your evening uh, talking to us dummies. Anytime, truly. <laughs> Unless the um, house are blank. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Obviously, yeah, we need we need to, we'll have to figure out that scheduling. Um, before we let you go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, where can people find more information about World Braille Days? Uh, you got anything going on? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I just want to talk about, uh, especially do a huge shout out to the organizers of World Braille Days. Um, the, the team is amazing. Um, once again, that team is CCB, BLC, CELA, PRCVI, Arrow, and CNIB Braille Room. Um, and more information about World Braille Days are on the NELS website, uh, nels.ca slash world dash braille dash days dash WBD dash 2023. That's a mouthful. Wow. And, <laughs> or even easier, you can email braille at nails.ca and I will forward a link along and answer any questions that may come up. 
Excellent. And we'll make sure that we actually include a link in the show notes as well. Yeah, I just can't talk about how great the organizing committee is and how great it is to work with so many organizations toward a common goal. I know a lot of times people see that uh, so many organizations exist and that we don't work together, but we do work together more than I think people realize. And it's really exciting to to bring together something that's cohesive and not, uh, you know, like there's like what seven organizations involved and instead of having seven events we have events that are cohesive and, and free and available for everyone that's a really good point and that is awesome actually because you know in some ways it, it, the, the community can feel really um fragmented in some ways so yeah it is it is great to see yeah so um that's one thing i'm really proud of so we hope to see everyone there and feel free to register and uh we look forward to seeing um I think Ryan for sure registered. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> uh, if he hasn't, I'm registering for him. So. I did. Yeah. And, oh, wait, uh, really? I did. I'm well, good for you. No, I was serious. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lying. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought you meant he signed up for, for the, the variety show. I haven't received a submission from him yet. <laughs> yet. No submission for that. But um, I mean, if, if, you know, Ryan and Steve want to write a song together about, you know, the sounds of the, you know, the Braille embossers, they can. That's totally that's fine. That's true. Call it chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> you can call chunk, it Romeo chunk, and chunk, Juliet. Chunk, chunk. Romeo oh, meets yeah. Juliet. Oh, hey, that's a, that's a good idea. You get... meets, meets the Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you wow. could do a mashup of Love Story and. And they get wiped uh, out Fox by a cyclone. Phoenix. Oh, (laughs) and the embosser puns are just flying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They moved to the Braille place. They're such Braille geeks. Uh, But yeah, no, uh, we look forward to having uh, at least someone at uh, the celebration to uh, give away their fancy prizes. So thank you again. And uh, thanks so much for having us and having me. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh... go Habs go. Go Habs go. Go Habs go. That's right. <laughs> I sure and... hope you put that on. <laughs> oh, 100%. That, that will make it in. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about Braille and Nels. As you know, I can talk about that for a while. So. Yeah. And and yeah, listen, if we, 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 next time we have hockey chat, we'll invite you back as well. Oh, thank you. I will wait for you to invite me and I just won't show up unannounced. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Or you could show up and unannounced. That would be fun. That would be really funny if you did this day at any time and I accidentally clicked on the link and just <laughs> showed up. It would be kind of be funny. But uh, yeah, I think I think being invited is probably a better. Fair. Better yeah, thing. that's fair. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely find some space for you in coming shows for sure because it was fun. It was. Thank you so much and go Canucks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Apps. <laughs> there you go. Thank Bye. you. Go Canucks. Go Canucks. Go Canucks. To hell, to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what was that team that you wished death on? Like was, <laughs> was, that, that was the Boston the Boston Bruins. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they can die in a fire. <laughs> They they are so far in the in the in the league the whole league it's they're having just a ridiculously good season that it's oh yeah it's 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 godlike wow. it's very frustrating. Wow.
Oh, yes. I see. So that's why you're, you're yeah. angry at them because no, 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 no. I, I I hate them because they knocked the Vancouver out in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, last year? Uh, not no. Canucks haven't been anywhere close in the last <laughs> bunch of years. But no, this is this is a while ago. I am. I'm thinking. I think I will start a hockey podcast, and I can just ask stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some entertainment value there. It, it, it should be done entirely with homers, like people who are unabashedly homers for their team. It's like you know, no, <laughs> your team sucks. Yeah, your team sucks. Yeah, where are you in the standings? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I really like the fact that that all those organizations are sort of banding together and, and putting on the this sort of month-long series of events because I feel like that's so much easier to track than seven different organizations doing a bunch of different things in the month of January. Yeah, it's nice to see collaboration. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So what did you, did you uh, Steve, did you supply them with, with door prizes? Is that what? Uh, yes. That was your contribution? Yeah, yeah I gave them some door prize stuff cool well there you go ryan your shot give your shot for fame right there staring you in the face what's the shot you applying it to submitting a, a video to the uh oh i see celebration yeah. no not this year no <laughs> no what Never. color is the hula hoop by the way i think my wife said it's a pinky purple with like sparkly glitters that run through it <laughs> Did you just say glitter? I did, yep. Uh-oh. Uh oh, you know what that means. <laughs> Gotta Where's ask. The... Where's my song? Well, let me just tell you, the lyrics are done, and I've hired somebody <laughs> to write the music. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the song is in process, and I don't know when it will be finished, wow. but the lyrics are done. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's cool. I'm going to have a music video to edit again. Yes, you will. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Okay. I'm looking yes. forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with it and I'm not a songwriter, but wow. it's, it's totally out of my realm, but it came together. And like I said, I'm just waiting on the music now. So That's right. Just got to hire the 45 piece orchestra. <laughs> That's what software is for. Why are you playing my theme song? <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that your ringtone? <laughs> that, was a little, some, that was a little shout out to Ryan. Oh, I see. Yeah, like, did you see him hula hooping to that? I think. I totally could see him hula hooping to that. Oh, my In goodness. the chat, like. Going right to the rhythm. Yeah. I mean, come on. That that is like perfect hula hoop music. Yeah. No, well, I think is. you guys need to get out more. <laughs> well, that's a given, Ryan. <laughs> You're just <laughs> noticing that now? Yeah, really. <laughs> you guys need some entertainment in your life. Oh, God. Okay. This should... <laughs> Okay, let's get out of here. We're I, we're all dear, delirious. Dear Lord, from... yes, let's do that. Uh, hey, Liz. Uh, yeah, Rob. Uh, where? Uh... <laughs> where can they find us? Ah, uh, this, this show, man. This is this is a brutal <laughs> episode. Uh... I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they please, can find tell us me. on they can find us on the web at etbanter.com. They can uh, they can also 
contact <laughs> us by email. What is wrong with me? I think I'm, did you guys see that? Are you, did you have a stroke? No, this is, maybe I am. Did you see that? Did you see the footage of that Edmonton reporter last week that, that basically, I don't know if she had a stroke. I don't know what happened, but she was in the middle of a live report and she just kind of trailed off and no. basically fainted. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I forget, I forget what her name is, but yeah, it was an Edmonton reporter. And, uh, so, but that's how I feel this, uh, this entire episode. Well, then let's get out of here so you can go eat and get your blood sugar up. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, they can, they can reach us. They can, they can get us. <laughs> Do we need to call 911 oh, or something? God. Okay. They can email us if they want to as well at cowbell at atbanter.com and if they're so inclined they can also find us on those annoying social media platforms we are on facebook and we are on instagram and, and still on twitter and still on twitter despite my objections everybody well, else is still there it's all good for now we'll yeah see. until something new comes along yeah there you go uh all right well that's is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, Trianne, for joining us. And we will see everybody next week. Okay, bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. <laughs>